Hi, I'm Meg Michelson. Thank you for joining me at Soul Speak. You're about to listen to another episode. And in these episodes, my goal is to help you understand the connection between your earth body and your soul body so you may begin to live with more ease and less stress. Thank you for joining me. And I really hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, I'm Meg Michelson. Welcome to Soul Speak. And we are on episode three. If you're new to this channel, welcome. And if you're back, thank you for coming back. Today in this episode, we're going to be talking about attachment to outcome and how that relates to that big, beautiful soul we all have. We've heard that phrase, attaching to outcome. And the challenge with that, of course, is living it. Just like everything, right? We can have something in our mind, but it's much harder to live it. So when our happiness is attached to an external source, a new thing, a person, a result, we often look for outer peace to create that inner peace. But it really can't work that way. Why? Because then we'll never fully be happy because we're always waiting for the next thing. And when we're in that state of waiting, we are really doing a disservice to our physical organs because we're not getting enough breath, we're not letting enough love in, we're not letting enough joy in. And we're also not trusting that connection to our higher self, our higher power, the goodness of the universe. We can say we have faith, yet we're not living it. So for instance, if you're waiting for a new job because you hate your job, and so you just walk around grumpy all the time, or if you're single and you want to be in partnership, and you're not going to be happy until you have that partner. Or you don't like your house, so you're going to sit in grumpiness a lot and irritability until that next thing comes. And we're shutting off all that goodness that could come in the meantime. Because goodness can come and will come. We just want to be open to it. But the more we're in those lower states, the more we're holding it out. So every time we attach to an outcome, our happiness is conditional. And on some level, we're also holding our breath. We might feel kind of happy, but part of our happiness is being held until that happens, whatever that is. It's hard to be fully present because we're somewhere else in our thoughts. You know, there's a man I know that works really hard physically, and he always has to make deadlines, always has to make deadlines to get paid. And so he will forego self-care and hurt his physical body until that deadline is met and he gets paid. And his body becomes tight and rigid. And over time, that's that new pattern that develops. And that's a lot of stress on the jaw and not a lot of breathing. I'm going to take better care of my body as soon as I have time when this job is done. Over time, the body starts to really deteriorate. And then it takes a lot more time to heal it. Our body wants goodness every day. Our body wants stretching every day. We want to be careful that we're not attaching our physical care to an event that hasn't happened yet, attaching to outcome. You know, we all do it sometimes, and it does not have to be that way. Think about the last episode where that man and wife, he comes home grumpy from work, and he's happier if the house is clean and the kids are in order. And so his happiness is attached to that external source. And it really hurts the relationship he has with his wife and children. At, at all, at any given time, each of us can let go of external happiness as the support. And we're meant to. We're meant to learn how to rely on the internal happiness. 
We're meant to rely on all the ways we can feel joy in the moment. And we're going to slip because we're human. We're not going to do this perfect. We're never going to do this perfect because we're here to learn. But we can learn to get back to internal happiness pretty quickly the more we practice it. Then we're also less anxious, less stressed, less depressed. And of course, this isn't always easy. But it is worth exploring. It is worth making the effort for. When we say things like, I can't go take a walk because this has to get done. If that becomes your pattern and you're not taking care of the body that needs the walk, you know, again, you're going to hurt your body. What if you just took a few minutes and took the walk and cleared your head and said, okay, spirit, give me the momentum I need. Give me the words to make this go quicker. This morning when I was um, stressing before recording, because I'm still not in the pattern of completely letting go, I just put it away and I went outside and stood in the grass with my dogs, raised my hands up to the sky and felt the goodness of the universe, felt the goodness of my higher power, felt the goodness of the earth and the grass under my feet and everything reset. And then I came back in with a fresher mind and everything flowed. And that's what we want to trust. That's faith. Faith that we will have enough money. Faith that we could get a new job if we put the effort in to find one. That's exploring. Faith that the right partner will come when we raise our vibration, when we step into trust of our higher connection, when we stop getting in our own way. We can feel the happiness regardless. And then like magic, when we're working with spirit, Goodness does start to appear. The money does come. A new relationship might come. The kids might be happier when they walk in the door and you might be happier too. But we cannot feel magic. We cannot feel that goodness or even be open to it when we're in a lower vibrational state. Years ago, I learned something called the Hawkins Scale and I encourage you to look it up. and explains vibrations. So there are lower vibrations like Apathy, guilt, shame, grief, fear, desire. And then there are higher vibrations like peace, joy, love, acceptance, willingness, courage. And every day, every moment, we are somewhere on that scale. And the longer we live in that lower vibrational state, the slower our lives move. Why? Because that energy is denser. The magic happens when we connect to the higher vibrations, when we don't attach to outcome, when we let ourselves be spirit-driven, when we are thinking of love, then things can come in. Love of the trees, love of the people in our life, love of the greatness that we are creating every single day. It's a higher vibration. And so remember, pull this scale up. Attach it to your mirror, your wall. Which vibration am I in? What do I want to be in? And if I'm in higher vibrations, life is smoother. Can't control the external. But watch how more things come easy when we are in a higher vibrational state. Sometimes we want things to move really quickly. And remember, earth time is a little slow. Sometimes it's slower than we want it to be. So then we grow impatient or frustrated or we don't believe that things are actually changing. But remember that earth timing is only one aspect of our life. We're a soul, huge soul that 
is in partially in this little body we have. And so much is happening that we might not see. Things are not just happening on earth. It is happening in other ways that we can't see. Just like a plant, you know, when we plant the seeds and it's sprouting under the earth, we can't see it. It does not mean it's not growing. We walk out one day and all of a sudden there it is. But it's under the earth, right? We didn't see it, but it's still happening. Same thing with our lives. We're all creating all the time. We're all planting seeds all the time. They're just not always blossoming. We meet someone and later on, and there was a real spark, and, and later on that might be a great work connection or a cool friend or, or someone you're going to date, whatever that is. But we planted a seed. And so we want to be careful with what seeds we're planting, what vibration we're throwing out there, how rigid we're becoming because we're not seeing the results. We want that outcome so bad and we're missing all this magic that's all around us every day. We're not going to see the effects right away. It's very rare, but it does not mean we are not making a difference. It does not mean we are not bringing magic in. You know, in our world, we're so used to fast, fast food, fast texting. Google gives us the answers right away. But just because it's not fast does not mean it's not happening. We want to build a strong foundation. We want to be planting seeds, seeds that are filled with faith in not just you, but in the greater good, co-creation. Remember, we can plant a thousand seeds and we go out one day and we see nothing. And then the next day or the day after we go out and we might see five sprouts. I work with people that sometimes say they have done nothing. My mom said to me one time, my mom had 11 children, still has 10, and she's 93 years old this month. Miraculous woman, strong woman. And she said, I look back on my life and I don't know that I did anything. She did so much. She raised 10 children that are kind and caring and try to make the world a better place. And she provides laughter. Everyone knows my mom's laugh. She's done so much. And when she passes, if you believe in a life review or some sort of review, she might look back and say, wow, I did all of that. Even though I didn't see it happen on earth, I was part of that. Yes, you were. There's so much that we see that we do not know is going on. We matter even when we don't feel like we do. We all matter. Each of us, regardless of the outcome, we all matter all the time. You know, we get stuck in that thing of, I want my purpose to appear. I want that person to reply to me now. I want that person to clean up their space. I want my partner to give me more affection. I want it to happen right now so I can feel better. Because until it happens, I'm going to feel little. Or until it happens, I'm going to feel crabby. When that happens, I can breathe again. When that happens, I can go create and write a book. When that happens, I can take better care of myself. A young client of mine in her 20s, we had a session the other day, and she was really having a struggle because her boyfriend was mad at her. And it was affecting her to the point where she was on a work break, but she wanted to leave work that day because she just couldn't stop focusing on that fight with her boyfriend. Think about that. That's total attachment to outcome. It's ruining my day, and all I can think about is that. And until that's fixed, 
All my happiness is tied to that event being resolved. You know, as thinkers and humans, we're powerful thinkers. We can guide our thoughts to the emotional frequency that is going to serve us better in that moment, or we can continue down that rabbit hole of the low level frequency. But it's all attached to what we're allowing in our thoughts. It's a beautiful challenge that requires practice, practice, and more practice. Just because we find it harder to do at some times more than other times doesn't mean we're failing. Every day, we're going to have a different emotion that pops up and different thoughts that pop up. And it's up to us to change that frequency. It's up to us to say, okay, I'm going to let go of having to have that result in order for me to be happy. I'm going to stop thinking about that event. I'm going to be present right now and do the tasks in front of me so I can stay connected to my faith. I can stay connected to spirit. Now think of how many times an Olympic gymnast falls off the balance beam. They don't quit. And certainly they have to really control their mind. Not many of us are in the Olympics. Think of how many years it took them to do that one exercise and practice and perseverance. That's what we're being asked. Take that on. Practice and perseverance. Think of life as practice, not rigid with an outcome. So many of us choose not to take risks because the fear of failure is so big. Some people want to write a book or start a business or start a podcast that takes 10 years. The fear is so big for whatever reason, many reasons, that the actions become overwhelming and we just can't do them because we're so attached to the result. Instead of, let's just explore that. We receive inspiration by, from our higher power, my belief, or from the universe, from our higher self. And it can be so exciting. And then the thoughts come and then the attachment to outcome comes. And now that same inspiration can become poison in our system because we're starting to feel overwhelmed. We're starting to feel like we can't do it. We're starting to feel bad about ourselves. We're starting to feel like, oh my gosh, that will never be successful. We lose the excitement. Nothing comes to us. No inspiration will come to us if it's not meant for us, if we're not meant to follow that track. That's what inspiration is. That's that connection to higher self, our source. When we're inspired to do something, it is meant for us. And if we allow ourselves to just take it task by task and not that outcome, task by task, it's much easier and we can do it. Stay in explorer mode. I love that word explorer. So explorer to me is um, trying things. Explore the possibilities. If someone says, I really hate my job, and they get stuck in that, and I'll talk with them. If it's a client, I'll talk with them about what would you like to do instead? Can you go look for jobs? Some people get so stuck in not feeling like they're ready to make a decision that they don't even go look for a job. So for instance, someone I know really wanted to start her own business and she was working for and working a nine to five in a corporate and she was really unhappy with it. Money was good, but her, her heart wasn't in it. Just taking the steps to start exploring, what would it be like to have a business? Get a piece of paper, write down the bubbles, 
I could do this, I could do this, I could do this. We're not making a decision, we're just exploring. If we don't like our house, we don't like our relationship, explore. What does it mean to have something different? What if I had a different conversation with this person? Instead of having all of that weight on whatever that final decision is, we can't make a decision until we have more possibilities. And that's when we get into explorer mode, more possibilities, exploring the possibilities. It actually provides freedom. And then we feel way better. And then we get the oomph and then our vibration goes up. And then life magic returns. Remember, whatever we are inspired to do is meant for us. Our inspiration is our soul connection. It'll still be challenging. There's still going to be challenges, of course. But there's also going to be magic. And the magic comes when we get out of the way. Instead of attaching to outcome, instead of holding our happiness over there or all of our self-esteem over there, we want to start taking steps to focus on the little things, the details, one step at a time. And that takes courage. We're going to still feel fear. Fear happens all the time for all of us. But we need to use the energy of courage, which is a higher vibration than fear. And the higher vibration gives us more energy. We can get there with breath. We use the energy of courage with breath, and we can do it anyway, one step at a time. I'm going to choose to wake up a little more every day. I'm going to choose to be joyful and find ways to laugh. I'm going to choose to turn on good music. I'm going to choose to stop what I'm doing and stretch a little bit and not sit at my desk and get everything done until my body is hurting and deprived of water. I'm going to stretch. I'm going to drink water. I'm going to breathe in the goodness of the universe. Because the heaviness doesn't have to be that heavy. Not when we look at it from the vibration of timelessness. Not necessarily our instantaneous earth time that we so want. But if we can let go of time and take it moment by moment, that's what brings in the freedom. And that's what brings in the energy and the courage. So how do we release our attachment to outcome and stay in the present moment? How do we get to those steps? How do we get out of our own way? Well, the first thing we want to do is be understanding to ourselves. Be kind through this process. Understand that wanting an outcome is part of being a human. It's always going to be a part of humanness because we're earth-based. But when we can find compassion for ourselves in those places that are filling with fear and pain and hurt and lack. Now we are moving our vibrational scale up. That's not pity, it's understanding. And now I understand why, because this is really important to me. And I'm not sure what's next. So understanding, that starts to open the window. Another thing you can do is look for ways to get back to appreciation and gratitude for all the things that we have in our life already, like living in the home you live in or looking out the window and seeing the big, beautiful trees. Such appreciation for self and how far you've come. Going into appreciation, that's a really high vibration. 
And appreciation is like a beautiful blanket. It can really help free us. And then that leads to kindness. We're much kinder to people when we're in appreciation. And of course, connecting to our higher power. Envision the best outcome. And then ask for something even better. This is what I would love to have happen. Spirit, you know better. Higher self, you know better. So I'm just going to imagine that or something better. Because now it's choices. And we will be taken care of. We're always taken care of. We always are on some level. But we have to follow the leads that come our way. We have to follow the nudges. We have to take the action steps. It requires action steps. Not force, but staying open. Having faith is sometimes really tough. It's how we grow from feeling alone to feeling connected. Faith. Faith in self. Faith in our ability. And if you're able to stay present to every moment, the actions you need for the task at hand, you're not going to worry about the outcome because you're focused on the present moment. That really helps us let go of that big picture. Have the big picture. Write a vision board about what you want to create. Absolutely. Get excited about it. But the more we focus on that, the more worry comes. So we don't want to be focused on that. We want to have it in our psyche and think about it once in a while and get excited about it and look at that vision board and then break it down into tasks throughout our day with action. Action is important. We need action every single day. Now, we can have a plan and even thinking about the plan can exhaust us. We can be exhausted without taking any action. We all do it because our mind runs at the speed of light. And when we are just thinking thoughts all the time, man, that's tiring. But write down a few steps and then take action. Now, writing the steps is an action step. And then following through on one of those tasks is an action step. Our body needs physical action. Our soul only works through the body with physical action of whatever that means. And always invite spirit into our process. Open our mind and allow that flow of peace. We talked about last time creating that sacred container. Having that sacred container is in all aspects of our lives. So when we're attached to outcome, bring in that sacred container. Invite spirit in. Open our mind and get back into surrender. (sighs) We don't want to start to force the situation because when we are in force, we're blocking that divine channel. Instead, ask spirit to walk with us. Then magic is at the forefront. Sometimes when I'm not in spirit mode, I'm going to scramble like crazy to make something happen. Never works out that way. When my daughter moved into her St. Paul apartment, there were so many things going wrong and we were trying to force the date and force the date and force the date. And in that apartment, she had a car stolen, catalytic converter stolen twice. The apartment was never clean when she moved in. It was just not a good fit. And we had forced that to happen instead of following the nudges. When our gut is saying this isn't the right timing and we keep pushing it because that outcome is so important, now we're getting in the way. Spirit's trying to talk to us. Spirit's trying to interrupt. Years ago, when I was studying with Carolyn Mace out of Chicago and I was going through some really hard trouble in my marriage, that's when I was married, I wanted to ask Carolyn a question 
there was a class of 200 people probably. And I was too embarrassed to ask in front of all these people because it was such a personal question. So I started to play around with that concept. And I mean, play, explore of connecting to spirit. And I said, all right, if I'm supposed to ask Carolyn this question, let me have a moment alone with her sometime over these three days. Um, about probably 10 minutes after I asked that, I got in the elevator, next floor down, she got in the elevator. It was just she and I in the elevator. And with all my courage, I asked the question and I got a really good answer. Helped a lot. But had I not seen her alone, I would have trusted that I wasn't supposed to ask. You know, sometimes when I'm trying to plan something or reach out to someone and it's a um, it's a harder situation, I'll always ask spirit, okay, if I'm not supposed to do this, interrupt me. So if I'm texting someone, a call will come through. I invite spirit in to guide me as to where I am supposed to be connected and where I'm not, of what I'm supposed to be led through and what I'm not. Starting this podcast, I was connected through a client with this cool guy that is doing the editing for me. That got me going. Had that not happened, I probably would still be waiting. That was the nudge I needed. And of course, great help because I don't have to do everything because I can't. But that's how we invite spirit into the process. Every time we get out of the way, magic happens. We also want to bring up happy memories. We want to be connecting to where we have been and the goodness, because that's going to give us the energy we need to take the steps to get to where we want to go. So remembering something funny, remembering something heartwarming. If I'm having a hard time, I will pull up pictures on my phone of my kids or my grandkids and always gets me in a good mood, always gets me back up here so I can do the things I want to do instead of focusing on that deadline, whatever that deadline is that then gets in the way because now we're stressed and our mind gets blocked and our body gets tight. So attaching to outcome is something we all do. Probably we always will. And we want to consistently back away from that and go into that magic of co-creation, co-creating with our higher self, our higher power, co-creating with people. And that's where the magic can come back. Today, I want to leave you with this. I want you to take a deep breath. Inhale through the nose, letting your belly and your back and your rib cage expand. Fill your lungs with air. Holding that for a few seconds, that big, beautiful breath. Checking in with your jaw, make sure you're not holding it too tight. And then you inhale, letting your breath flow easily through your mouth or your nose. With this next one, when we do that again, we're going to exhale a phrase. So inhale, one, two, three, pause. And exhale, let go and surrender. Throughout your days, repeat this two or three times. Let go and surrender. Increase the communication with my wisdom. Notice how you feel. 
without having to change or do anything just for that moment. Be present. Let go. The aim of breathing with mindfulness is to interrupt our automatic or impulsive communication and bodily responses. We create a gap in our thinking, and that's where our divine wisdom can fill in. When we create the gap, we let go. Sometimes we have to do it for more than two or three times because we're so stressed. But watch what happens when you start to practice that. Time becomes more magical. More things get done. More beauty arises. I invite you to do this with breath throughout your day. Whenever you think about too much, too much thinking. And before you want to communicate with yourself or someone else. To open up to the magic, get back to mindful breathing. Thank you for joining me, and I look forward to seeing you next time. Hey, listeners, thanks again for joining me. If you want to learn more about me, services I offer, who I am, please check out my website, megmichelson.com. Also there, you can join my newsletter. I do a the best job I can to send it out monthly, no guarantees. Follow me on Instagram and YouTube. Thanks again for coming. I'll see you next time.